All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we've got. A podcast for the fellas. Ladies can listen if they're not too jealous. Three warlocks that like to talk. A destiny podcast that you will like. Okay, Guardians, start your party. Get your weapons and move your body. A podcast comes by you wish to test it. But you in a tower like you with one dexter. Well, starts dropping, they starts popping. Grab your mic and hit the mute button. Now you know that you're in luck. The show is called Three Warlocks. Controversy has struck destiny. A house is divided. It's so divided that it's even putting Guardian against Guardian. And no, 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 no. We're not talking about a 12-man raid, because that's a thing. We're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show. And no, we're, we're not talking about trials either. That's also a thing, a much bigger thing that we're going to be talking about that later. No, we're actually talking about the root of the problem between good and evil. We're talking about Team Monster versus Team Dinosaur. That is correct, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Three Warlocks Podcast. I am your host, Vega, and that is one of the many topics we're going to be talking about today. And I cannot do this alone. Like always, I have my Warlock panel with me, and that is Snail and Ness. Welcome, guys. How are you guys doing today? Hoody hoo. Doing I'm good. Good, good. I'm Team Clown. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah, I yes. was wondering where you were going with that. I mean, I was fascinated and I knew what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> I love the way you introduced it. <laughs> I know. Oh, we have, like I said, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we do that, let's take a look back in a previous episode, which was episode 19. We had a chance to sit down with Sarah Bear uh, for, and we actually had a really good time. We got to know her a little better. And um, we talked about various issues and things that things that she brought up that were uh, important to her as well. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts about the previous episode? Yeah, she was a very uh, she was a very good guest, uh, very personable. Uh, I enjoyed having her on. It was great fun listening to the girls talk. <laughs> uh, jelly. Apparently, jelly. They, apparently they booked a girls night only that, that uh, snail cannot be a part of. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think the invites have already been sent out. Sorry, snail. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to do a snail's night only. <laughs> so you're by there'll yourself? Be, there'll be 2,268 <laughs> of us. It's going to be a blast. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, Good Lord. Welcome to episode 20 of the Three Warlocks podcast. We want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing and liking us on any platform where you listen to your podcast. We have some announcements we're going to be going through, and that's going to be later on on the show. So stick around to the end. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to break down the TWAB like we do each and every week. Uh, this TWAB starts up with being a little bit more personable. Bungie, that's the creator of this TWAB, which is translates to this week at Bungie, kind of gives a, a, a thanks or kind of gives a heads up of those who are new coming into Destiny or, or Bungie that... They want to welcome you in because they do have this newsletter that comes out once a week. They explain to you the news and everything that's going on in the community. And it's something that they've been doing for a while. And anybody who's new, they want to say, hey, thank you guys for joining us. The same way we want to thank you guys for listening to our show. Well, let's get into it, guys. We're talking about reports that Guardians are continuing to explore the Glycan, the dialect ship in the heart of the Presage mission. Now, Snell's going to cover that more in depth. 
Um, and this week, they are claiming the new ghost shell, which looks really nice. I know Snail has it um, for their efforts. We are also introduced a new tech blog earlier this week. If you want any in-depth look um, at the nuts and bolts that makes this thing to tick, check out our write-up hunting down a hard-to-find bug that was affecting the bounty process. So that's a good little read that they put out. Any thoughts now? Yeah, but that was, it's, it's interesting when you um, you look at that, that there's so many things that are affecting the game, and it's all about talking to the servers backs and forwards and too many processes. So it, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's a fun read, and that probably affects a number of things that we'll cover throughout uh, this episode. But interestingly, one of the glitches this week has been the um, 12-man raids or 12-man anything. Yeah. Um, we did a, a six-man nightfall, which was highly entertaining. Um, <laughs> it looks like they're going to take it away from us just before the um, Grandmaster nightfalls come. But uh, they've been enjoying watches uh, do it. And they do mention it as like a, a clown car of guardians rolling up to, um, to do a raid. Um, yeah. And it might be slightly gl- glitchy. It's not a surprise to be slightly glitchy. It's already glitchy now, isn't it? With things disappearing and coming back again, which is things, also covered later on. Yeah, things getting teleported. Like you said, we're going to be covering that uh, later on. What I really do like about these 12-man raids is the different weapons they use, especially on encounters like um, Tanix, for example. I saw mm-hmm. a 12-man using Yotuns, 12-man using Lonesomes, 12-man using Snipers. I mean, it was, it was insane. And um, the damage is there because obviously you have way too many people. <laughs> In there to begin yeah. with, so with pretty much any weapon, you're you're able to to take out Tanix, which is kind of kind of cool. Yeah, it's quicker, so that's yeah. nice. It it kind of shows that the community wants more six person activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's a more like a two fire teams activities kind of thing. <laughs> that's a twelve person. <laughs> that's a twelve. But, you know, even for us, six people going into a nightfall was great fun. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there could be another a higher level of a Grandmaster where six Guardians go in. I don't know. I mean, mm. the way things are going, Bungie is, is having some issues with, you know, technical issues behind some of their or glitches going on. And we don't want to put any more additional pressure on them on that, which we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. But um, International Women's Day. Ness, what is that? You know what? I am embarrassed to say that I never had heard of this before. So um, once again, Bungie shows why they will always kind of have a little piece of my heart because they don't ignore any social issues. So they have been working really hard uh, towards inclusivity within the community and within Bungie, the organization itself. So um, International Women's Day is March 8th. It's something that's actually been around since 1911. The UN, of course, didn't recognize it until 1975. But it's to recognize um, those who've actually worked to combat like historical discrimination and gender mm. biases. So once again, they they actually, you know, they they want to do, you know, a fundraiser and, and charity. All the proceeds are 100 percent of the proceeds um, for a pin and an emblem that they created um, for this are going to be dedicated to uh, organizations that basically our their mission is just to make sure that women are empowered in the technical community um, in technical fields even mm-hmm. so it's once again they they really show that they they actually care about people and and I thought it was really cool that they actually put it out there like people like me who didn't know what International Women's Day was mm-hmm. uh, 
I mean, if you look at the emblem, it's a little purple, a little green. I mean, for me, it's a little ugly, you know, but it's like <laughs> that. It's like that Christmas gift that you don't want. You know, it's the thought that counts. But yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely something I'm going to get just to support. They also didn't go to the Nest School of Design because the the little star circle thing isn't centered on any of the bits. It, yes, it isn't. But <laughs> considering they're giving all the proceeds to the AnitaB.org, I'm, I'm okay with purchasing it to support programs that effectively help women in the right direction. So I will buy it, yeah. though it's not centered. And they the probably support the cross-eyed community to uh, get it made. You know what? I, probably, I bet that was actually for the freaking colorblind community. I bet the colorblind community created that. <laughs> That's why it's green. That's why. Those weird colors in it. Oh why. my god, <laughs> man! Those people—they don't let up. Well, Bungie has done a really good job when it comes to uh, creating events, charities, like you said. You know, they had the the pride emblem and the pride uh, mm-hmm. a pin. They had the Black Lives Matter emblem, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter uh, pin, and now we have the uh, International Women's. Uh, emblem and pin which is kind of neat like you said it's really cool and exciting how Bungie gets behind its community because mm-hmm. Bungie's community is made out of all these people you know uh, people who, yep. who love who get involved with pride people who get who love and get involved with Black Lives Matter Women's International Day they do have um, which I liked about this this thing on the 12 is you notice how the person who, who wrote it stepped back and then had, had somebody explain it you know which was a woman mm-hmm. Which was kind of nice. Mm. Was kind of cool, you know. Which is kind of neat. Little little things like that makes you think how uh, how this is really important uh, for Bungie. Uh, one of the mission statements of that organization that they're donating to was to inspire those who are creating the future technology to mirror the people and society for which for whom it is built. Which I think is pretty oh, wow. awesome. That's cool. We should reflect our community. So yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm off my soapbox snail <laughs> definitely definitely gonna buy that pan definitely gonna check out that that emblem even though uh, nest doesn't like it um i'm sure i'm sure once we see it out in the wild it might be a little different story so i mean one thing is to see it in the paper and one thing one thing is to see it on on the garden itself so um yeah. snail yeah. i had a question for you when was the last oh. time you did a raid and not a single enemy didn't teleport <laughs> uh never I've had, the worst raid for it was Leviathan, especially the uh, bit, the gauntlet, where they just appeared from nowhere. Yeah. Um, come out the doors, they're there one second, they're here the next. Yeah. Um, so, they, yeah, they talked about this in the, in the 12, and they, they um, talked about it previously back... September? It was ago. September, yeah, in um, 3.0. Uh, this teleporting thing started with Beyond Light. So there's obviously something with um, what they did with Beyond Light. And there's definitely more enemies now than there was before. We've got battlegrounds, got loads of enemies. Uh, the two new strikes have got more enemies than ever before. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of network traffic coming through, which is why we're getting a teleporting issue. It does affect other things more than some of the other ones. So Gambit is really affected by it. I see it all the time in Gambit, and that's yeah. why you can't pick up moats because of the network is- issues. So I know that they're, they're going to work on fixing these issues. It feels to me it's probably a bigger server needed to, to fix those because if it's uh, pipeline traffic, then surely that's down to the server, I would assume. Yeah, I know the idea of dedicated servers has been kind of thrown out there. Um, I don't mm. know if they're, I mean, I would think now they're kind of 
prepared for it when they first kind of left Activision. I didn't think they were ready to go for something that big. But I think maybe now they can start looking into that. That might help. Yeah, and I think with the expansion of head office, that would be more space to store servers, surely. Yeah. yeah. I would have That's thought. Absolutely good. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's annoying. But it looks like they're looking into it and they've acknowledged it a couple of times. So let's hope they, uh, they fix it. They look like they're going to do something by the end of the month, which is interesting. So I don't know how they're going to do that without putting new servers on, unless it's a physical glitch behind the scenes. As we've been talking about, the bounty glitch is all about traffic and yeah. not, not um, it doesn't hit all the bits of the API, does it, until it hits back on the player, which is why you get that uh, glitch with bounties. So it could be the same thing. Some of the um, older content too, um, there's some little issues there. I just had to... I just did a prophecy run last night mm. and in the uh, cube room, I guess the room where you have to kind of pick the right um, area to drop the moats and then you get te- teleported to the next room. There's yeah. a part in there where you sit on the middle to get teleported to the next room. And then before you get to the top, you drop straight down and then you're stuck there and you have to kill yourself to repeat the whole mission. It, it's, it's, and mm. the enemies are spawning behind you. They're behind walls. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that's, getting progressively worse uh kind of do appreciate that they uh discussed it you know they kind of brought it up and it, it's it's you know sounds reassuring that they're going to be taking care of it so yeah well, it sounds like it could be the the whole thing with everybody trying to get on a 12-man raid and that doesn't help like that, that, <laughs> that does not help no but that's why we're experiencing error codes over the weekend because of the 12-man activities but this has been since beyond light isn't it yeah, uh, Gambit especially. Gambit has been an issue since we relaunched on this um, yeah. uh, version of uh, Destiny, especially the modes. Oh yeah, I have to teabag a moat just to get it. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, I'm like so mad. I have to teabag moats just to, to pick them up. My butt cheeks are picking yeah. up moats <laughs> as I'm playing Gambit. So. And the amount of moats that sit underneath the floor. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yeah, they kind of like yeah. break through the wall, the fourth wall, and they just drop there. You can see yeah. Especially when you need that one goddamn boat to, to get either a, a five, ten, or, or a fifteen. Um, yeah. Well, I've been killed a couple of times, and my ghost is below the floor, and I can see the inner workings of the map around the uh, around me. And then someone's revived me and been back up on uh, on again. So it's obviously um, it's that um, physical space in the game is shifting which is weird. Yeah. But it must be a bug behind the scenes that's causing it. Well, hopefully that's something that Bungie will take care of in the near future. Have you guys had a chance to, or excuse me, did you guys have a chance to watch that stream where the Bungie team went in and dove deep into the Deepstone Crypt, kind of walked around and talked about the, um, I guess, the designs and, and their thoughts behind that. Did you guys enjoy that? Did you guys like it? Yeah, it was uh, it was a good um, view. Um I enjoyed listening to all the stories behind how they made certain encounters and why they made them like they made them. And it was really interesting that uh, they talked about, because how many raids have you got that there's a gateway into the raid? Uh, so this one's got a doorway, you do a bit of uh, battle, then it's a doorway, you go inside, then you go yeah. to the next bit. Garden's the same, it's got a portal, you go through the portal, you get to the next bit. Every raid's got a gateway into it. Mm-hmm. Um and they talked about why they do gateways and it's that sort of welcome to the raid and make it special. It's a usual off, off game place you're going to. And then they talked about um, why they did that uh, frost sort of ice area, the harshness, 
which is, which should be a raid stuff. boss to begin with. I mean, that's probably the first raid boss you encounter in the, in the first raid. So, <laughs> mm. well, it, it was great, uh, and then seeing their pictures of what they or their little graphics they'd made to how encounters worked. Um, I especially like the little uh, hand-drawn scary monster that uh, was uh, popping up behind people. Uh, and they said, oh, we made it slightly better afterwards. It wasn't so comical. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like when Budgie does something, I mean, things like this. They did something similar to Garden of Salvation. You know, they kind of yeah. explained, explained that the raid. I think that's the, one of the raids we talked about last time, where it's the first raid that you, you don't have to grab balls, I guess. <laughs> Every single <laughs> Destiny 2 raid has been plagued by the ball grabbing. Um, and mm-hmm. even some of the, the mechanics behind that raid, um, Garner Salvation, it was interesting. It was neat. It was cool. It was, it was fun to see an all-vex raid, you know, up there next to, which is a raid we're going to begin on later on this, this, this year, uh, Vault of Glass, which is kind of neat. But um, the only thing I don't really care for, I know Ness and I were talking about it, is how they were kind of talking a little bit slow. They're a little bit monotone. You, you, you definitely, you're definitely hearing some you know, yeah. programmers, you're definitely hearing some, mm-hmm. some people who are in, into detail, you know. Yeah. It's different. It's different from watching a team and watching a bunch of people that have created it because they were super monotone. Their excitement level was very different. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, I, I only was able to watch part of it. The one thing I thought was really cool was uh, one of the guys actually said that he created part of it, um, the beginning, based off of kind of the feel for the Ocarina of Time, Ocarina mm. of Time. That Zelda. and I love yeah. the game. Yeah, so that was nice. I felt like the guy that was presenting it was the the main sort of interviewer, the yeah. host. Yeah, he, he was very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and it, what what so it might have been better if they'd actually played the game live and not have had it recorded. Because then it felt like six people were just sat there watching themselves play the game. That is true. That's true. They weren't live? They weren't live playing, no. It was recorded in the background. It was recorded in the background, yeah. Oh, I thought it was Which was a shame because it would have been nice to see them play it live Mm -hmm. as part of it. I think they had to kind of walk through every encounter and kind of explain it. So I I can understand why they recorded it and why they did that. If you haven't had a chance to watch that, um, guys, make sure you check out the link that they put down there. You can actually rewatch it. You get to see yeah. all the articles, all the interviews, and everything that goes behind the uh, Deep Stone Crit, which is a pretty good rate. I do have to say so myself. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, let's get to the heart and issue of the controversy that I started off the show with, guys. Bungie decided to give us a choice, and that choice is going to break the Destiny universe as we know it. There's a choice that they actually made a couple little armor sets. Real cool. Um, and I guess they labeled them as team or armor set monsters and armor set dinosaurs. Both are unique in their own ways. Both are pretty good. Ness and I do have our feelings for it. And I noticed Ross has no feeling for it. You know, Snail doesn't really care either way. Clowns. But I don't know he says about clown. But now I'm going to put Snail on the spot. I'm going to go off script here again, Snail. I know how you, I know how you love mm-hmm. that. You're going to yeah. be the judge, juror, and executioner. I'm going to represent team monster. Ness is going to represent Team Dinosaur, and I will begin my statement, Your Honor, by saying that this is a Halloween event, is it not? And the Halloween event always begins with the Festival of the Lost. Festival of the Lost inspires you to be a monster, per se. Inspires you to do 
bad things. When you think of Halloween, you think monsters. You do not think dinosaurs, Your Honor. Do you not? I don't. Monsters that are iconic, like the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein. We've had those. Now they're bringing in some even more iconic monsters. You know, looks like a Cyclops. Looks like a, a dragon. You know, it looks like a uh, I think the warlock looks more like a uh, like the, the what do you call it? The, the, the monster from the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, Swamp Thing kind of thing. Yeah, mm. that is cool. I mean, why not pick Team Monster? I yield my time. I'm sorry, yeah, the cat's grooming. The cat's grooming itself. No, it's fine. <laughs> makes intense eye contact. If I look away now, it's a sign of weakness. All right, he's done. Um, Jurassic Park. All That's right. it? <laughs> Jurassic Park, T-Rexes, uh, herbivores, carnivores. And also, there was a quote. Don't know who actually said it, but... It's always fear the thing that's knocking outside your door, not the monsters under your bed. Dinosaurs were real. Monsters are fake. So I'm just saying, like, why wouldn't you fear the thing that truly did exist? T-Rexes, Jurassic Park. I end my time. Objection, Your Honor. She's not stating facts. She's just reading <laughs> things that she just found on the Internet. That does not make any sense. What are you talking about? I didn't read anything. So uh, snail. So snail. <laughs> What is your judgment, Team Monster or Team Dinosaur? Remember, I'm your favorite warlock. <laughs> I'm just going to put well, that out there. <laughs> I, I was hoping you were going to mention um, what they look like, but you didn't. So uh, I've got to think about this uh, carefully now, because I was Team Clown. Uh, there's a reason for that, but we'll come to that another day. I do like the fact that they look like Dinobots. Uh, and I'm, yeah. I'm quite into Transformers, so... I am sticking with dinosaurs and dinobots because oh, I want to look like Grimlock. Uh, that's a hung jury, man. This is this is wrong. This is this is it's the worst thing ever. You just said it. You said you what what I will say factor. though, I do like the swamp thing. The swamp thing and Grimlock are the two favorite things in that. Yeah. No, no backsies. No backsies. That is true. But no, guys. I mean, all all games aside, these are two really awesome sets that Bungie did deliver mm -hmm. to us in our lap, and we have to make a choice. There is a voting system. We have to vote for which one you we like. I mean, Team Monster was doomed since the beginning once Team Dinosaur <laughs> was introduced. I'm just a kid at heart that feels that this is a Halloween event, so the monsters should have their place at the table. But it looks like to me that the dinosaurs might take it this time. Um, I cannot really i cannot explain how awesome these things are look i mean mm. the hunter itself which i don't even care for a hunter but their sets on either side look sharp the titans amazing the warlock that's where i'm a little iffy i'm a warlock at heart i do love the monster look don't really care about the triceratop look over there no personally thoughts i love the shoes why we have triceratops Oh. I thought it looked kind of cool. I mean, all right. Well, so we have till 3 8 21 to vote, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Hashtag so team monster, guys. Hashtag team, team monster. Dino. Team Can dino. I just say that um, I, I'm sure the, the saints and all the souls we pray for at Halloween uh, won't be happy that we associate with monsters. Why? Why is Would they be happy about dinosaurs? <laughs> I don't understand. 
And that was the argument that's being put across. So I just put the, the point across that it's a, all hallowed souls, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, uh, another another story. Well, I guess the dinosaurs have souls. Okay, I see where you're going with you? this. All right, yeah. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I think one of our clan mates did uh, uh, even a better point. He said that team dinosaurs are technically extinct, so they would consider zombies. So, uh, Jay, thank oh. you so much for bringing that point, which made me think. Ah, I was like, oh, my hey. gosh. It, it does fall along with the Halloween spirit, which I do I do like that. Halloween is my Christmas, so this is amazing what Bungie's doing, guys. Uh, just yeah. like I said, I can't stress that enough. This is going to be awesome. I hope they do similar things like this in the future, and I also hope that we can get both sets. I mean, yeah, I can only I can only dream. All right, let's continue on with the twelve guys. Like like Ness says, if you want to vote for the winning team, make sure you. Um, Take on your vote. The deadline is March 8th. So do that and do it for the monsters. All right, guys. Prime <laughs> Gaming, you know, if you have the Prime attached to your Amazon, which is something that, that I have, uh, Bungie left a little link in there for you in the TWAP. You can link to it and then you can actually set up your account through them. And then some of the rewards this time around are kind of cool. Uh, you get an Imperial projection, that uh, legendary ghost projection. You get a six-shooter, that exotic uh, emote, the one when he shoots all the little cans out of the way of the bottles, which is kind of cool. Um, you get a sparrow, and you also get a ship. The sparrow's name is the Warrior Steed, and the ship is called the Ovi Raptor. Both very cool, both very neat. And all these things are free, which is awesome. Cannot stress that enough, guys. Go out there and Sign up for the Prime Gaming Rewards through Bungie. It's well worth doing because last last one was um, it was the weapon, wasn't it? Um, the pulse rifle, the exotic one that yeah. name escapes me. Graviton Lance. Uh, Graviton Lance with the um, mm -hmm. weapon ornament that mm -hmm. looks really cool. Well worth signing up just to get some free weapons and loot and stuff. Uh, this could be some of the emotes you don't have, some of the ships you're missing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're a collector, these are things that you know, could be pretty interesting. I very rarely, if ever, do I ever use any kind of projections on my ghosts? I should start actually doing that. I do have quite a few of them. They're free. Why not, right? Could do that. Yeah, I only use the carrot and the cheese. Oh, yeah. the carrot's wrong looking. All right, Stale. There's an issue with the Light Seeker Triumph. Yeah, this has got my goat. <laughs> <laughs> so with um with the hotfix uh which was released this week um they were fixing some of the issues from last season one of those being the light seeker triumph which came from um the uh mission to get uh um hawk moon which is really irritating because the quest was we had to pick up all the feathers within a week to get the oh, light seeker's triumph that's right but it was broken so they've now fixed it but not retrospectively fixed it. You have to go back in and earn the feathers. The problem with that is, is you've, if you've collected all the feathers, correct if I'm wrong, but they then don't exist. So how do that I go is, back and collect them? That is correct. But I think, don't they have some sort of, uh, I think where it resets weekly or something like that? We have to collect the feathers again? Well, Maybe? the feathers unlock the ship. Once you've got the ship, you can't see the feathers. Oh, I got you. I see what so, so I, I can't quite understand how that's working unless they put the feathers back just for that week. But why am I running it again? I've not run it since I got the ship. 
because the gun doesn't interest me. You should yeah. recognize that if you the ship, it should automatically just give it to you. Yeah, you should do. I, I don't know why they've done that, but hey-ho. Well, I'll find out when I run it through and then get annoyed that they're not there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have And to... then I'll complain, saying that I couldn't see them because of my colorblind mode. Angry snails. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to be a known issue that we're going to be talking about in the near future and something that they're going to fix, you know. Well, trials got broken over the weekend. Yep. Which it wasn't really broken to begin with. It's just the players got a little bit smarter when it comes to getting their flawless, which is kind of neat, kind of different, you know. Um, I think last time we talked about trials, we were jumping off maps to get our bounties done, which was a problem. <laughs> yeah. But now it seems like there was some sort of gambling or some sort of of a secret chinese server that they were doing some sort of things uh correct me if i'm wrong snail how many people went flawless without firing a single bullet <laughs> um there was a, a stat that uh 26 000 people went flawless out of that 46 percent went flawless with no kills no the rest kills. went flawless with five kills or less yes good lord i mean I want to be a player like that, right? where, where my, my sheer skill makes them afraid and it just, you know, kills everything inside my power. But no, Bungie figured out, or actually a streamer figured out what was going on. And what all streamers do is they put it out in the internet and ruin it for everybody because that was going to be my <laughs> chance of going flawless. <laughs> so, well, they figured out what was going on. They were doing something on PC where they kind of roll the dice and whatever number it coincide with, you know, they, they, they get to go flawless and that person... I guess goes back in line, and this has to do with some a feature that Bungie put in play now, which was a very helpful feature. If somebody got kicked from a trials match, you were able to jump back in. But now they figure out how to manipulate that feature and oh, wow. use it for their advantage, and that's one of the main reasons why trials is canceled indefinitely until they can figure out a fix to do that. Um, Going to go off off script again, guys. What do you think will be a an, an answer or or a solution to this problem. Do you guys have an idea? I don't think you can fix the two two issues. One of them is uh, jumping off the map. Mm -hmm. So we can't fix that because uh, if they take away a cliffside, someone will use a grenade launcher and kill themselves with that. So then you say, can't commit suicide. Well, they can't write that into the game. Yeah. Uh, and the second bit, about the protection for the player if they get disconnected. They could take that away, but then you'll just have loads of people getting um, error-coded out and then people losing because of uh, Bungie rather than losing because of uh, someone cheating. So in this case, they're using, that, um, they're using two cards, a burner card and a good card to go yeah. flawless. So the only way I can think of them fixing that issue is you can't add somebody in game whilst you're in a trials match. So pretty much reverting back to what was placed there to begin with, right? So pretty much take away that that feature. In other yeah, words. I mean, take away the um, you can't see the other players' cards to add them. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So you can't then speak to them, and that's the problem. They can speak to the other person and agree something, yeah. swap characters, and then get their bit done. I don't know what the end uh, fix is for trials because it, it, the loot that people want is at the end. Only the top people get to that end point, so people yeah. cheat to get to the end. So either they need to fix what the rewards are doing and then everybody gets a bit of something 
and it's only a debt that people don't get, or they need to do a, a tiered system where everybody gets a chance to go flawless based on their tier. I don't know. Something needs to happen because it's just going to keep getting broken because it's that sort of pinnacle toxic end yeah. game. The players are getting smarter than the mode itself, which is mm. you know, kind of interesting. But yeah, that's something that Bungie's going to have to be working with, and I hope, I hope they can they can fix it because Trials is is when people think of Trials, they think of 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 Destiny, yeah, Destiny Two, Destiny One, Trials and Destiny One was the pinnacle of uh, competitive PvP. But now it seems like in Destiny Two, it has become a joke, a meme that people make fun of nowadays, which is kind of sad. Hope Bungie gets gets their um, act together and fixes that because I want to go flawless. I would like to. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, there's a quest archive notation here that I want to read word per word because it's really important. Okay. When Beyond Light released, one of the changes uh, made to Destiny 2 was the addition of the quest archive. That's a little thing in the tower that we go in there and just check for abandoned quests. This quest archive will hold any abandoned, lost, or uncompleted quest that is not in a player's inventory. If a quest appears to be missing from the inventory, Players are advised to visit the quest archive near the postmaster in the tower to, uh, to see if the quest is available there. This is really important, especially for new players, especially for you know players like me, who sometimes just to make room, you delete a quest, something that you're not going to get to because you don't have time. But now you have more time. Now you've gotten more stronger, more powerful with light. You're able to accomplish some of those harder quests. I actually messed up and deleted one of my quests for the uh, battlegrounds and Sure enough, I had to go back up there <laughs> and pick it up. But um, that's pretty cool that Bungie still has that available for us, which is kind of nice. Surprising, Sega, that you would do that. I don't do things like that on purpose. I just, <laughs> yes, I'm in room. That's all I did. <laughs> any, um, any thoughts, issues on that? Um, uh, that's where my quest was when I was wondering why I couldn't do the um, grenade launcher quest and all three characters. <laughs> I had to go pick it up again. Well, the uh, Sal Salvo's, uh, it's called Salvo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So even though we're veteran players, we sometimes need to be reminded that that stuff's available, you know. <laughs> well, we're going to get into the area where Ness has been waiting for the entire TWAB. She always has. Um, at this time, Ness is fighting with her cat. She is having a intense staring contest um, with the cat. She's trying to avoid contact with us because she has made contact with the cat. But this is the part of the TWAB that she loves because it has to do with known issues. And yeah. Ness, tell me about some known issues. Please be gentle with the colorblind community well so I'm, i'll keep them for last so cabal gold um isn't isn't dropping uh from raids or dungeon completions swapping between uh challenger medallions or kabul runes on the hammer aren't refunding any currency that's annoying. Uh, it is very annoying uh some crucible gold medals are no longer being recorded which I mean, I, I guess I, I normally don't ever really pay attention to what's popping up, but mm -hmm. if you're actually trying to complete those triumphs, that can be frustrating. The region chest um, in the Watcher's Grave on Nessus is not appearing to players. And then surprisingly, no colorblind issues are reported. 
<laughs> not in this little little part. So I went ahead and I submitted one for you, Snail. Um, I put your name, 2267. Um, <laughs> oh, I complained that I see too many colors for you or for your other person, your nemesis, 2267. Um, so yeah, hopefully that'll be there uh, next time. That's what I got. I've been busy this week, so I haven't complained. <laughs> seeing too many colors busy seeing too many colors no i'm happy with my green it's fine oh my god <laughs> well for a full list of all of those issues guys go to bungie.net there's articles on that and um they're going to be breaking that down of things that got fixed on their next hot fix like they always do now we get to the part of the actual twab where i believe it's going to be story time with snail before we started the show snail had a really good question snail asked us what was that guardian's name who died you know who got killed inside the the ship which the name escaped me i forgot uh clat had a bias glycon glycon the ship glycon yes had a biases well ness did a good job pronouncing it but i think it's correct (laughs) i don't know we may have to defer to snail the Google snail, the snoogle, how some people call him nowadays. Snoogle moogle. Snoogle woogle. Catabiases. Catabiases. That is the guardian who is hanging ever so dead on the end of that mission where we get the yes. dead man's tail. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. So I know we spoke two weeks ago uh, and I said I'd mention the story a bit further as we went along uh, the lines. But um, I'm liking the fact that we've got a mission where it looks like I'm going to get loads of story over a number of weeks and still get reward for, for doing it and have a different dialogue every time I go in, which is great because yeah. it feels like there's probably about 12 or so uh, different uh, stories as we're going to go through. Well, the same story, but different um, speaking over and the stories progressing as we're going along, which is really exciting. So this week I did get um, Gilgamesh, the, the ghost shell from catabiases by doing the um the three weeks worth of secret scab items which yeah. all told bits of the story interestingly this week uh, and the previous week it was osiris talking to uh, K- uh Ketel, uh Ketel. about um yeah. yeah about uh what's going on on the glycon uh, and that uh they're both after callus at the end of the day but we're trying to find out why the guardian was there and what was happening What's really interesting is the two of them working together on this derelict ship, especially with the uh, sort of the escalating tensions with the battlegrounds. So that's probably a good sign that we're working quite well with the Cabal. You know, you think they're fighting for their their existence to some extent. They've got no home planet at the moment uh, and they've lost half their uh, forces that seem to have disappeared. Mm -hmm. So interesting story there. But I digress onto something else. What we're seeing on the Glycon is um, uh, a story that's getting darker and darker involving Callus. So we start to hear, hear from, um, from recording logs from Catabiases, which um, Kayla has um, dug up uh, from her investigations on the ship. So we start to hear his voice talking about what he's experiencing. And it's really interesting him talking about Callus and the fact that Callus uh, is drinking some royal slop. So that could be what he was drinking originally, or it could be something that's keeping him in prolonged life. I don't know. But his eyes all glazed over. 
and he's kind of talking to himself. So he's kind of deranged in some aspects. And we start to hear about uh, Katabias. He's looking to escape the ship with the crew. Now, the crew or Cabal. So he's the only uh, guardian on board. Um, so it's kind of sinister. As we're going through the uh, mission this week, you see a frame which has been human, human created. Um, and that frame uh, tells the story about uh, the anomaly uh, that's um, reforming itself around. So the anomaly is really interesting. So the glycon is half in the anomaly and half out the anomaly, as far as I can tell from the story. Mm. Yeah, and then we start to move on to the crown of sorrow mentioned again uh, from the Leviathan and uh, the other idol that they've been talking about. And these are kind of keys to the gateway to the different realms. Uh, and when I say realms, there's a very underworld sort of feel to this, uh, almost like it's an ascendant realm. Uh, it's another realm that the ship's falling into. The darkness is referred to as an entity and the darkness. So it's like two different things. There's a yeah. speaker of the darkness and the darkness itself. And it all feels very, I know we spoke earlier about Greek mythology. Um, and um, Catabiases actually mentions... Um, uh, Acreon. I was trying to think of the river's name. Acreon it was came the river. To you, yes. It did, which is the river next to the river Styx, which is part of the underworld. And it's used in a couple of bits of law within in Destiny. So is this the winnower that we're uh, experiencing? And um, people who know the law uh, know that the game started with the winnower. Uh, yeah. And that's the darkness. So yeah, that's quite interesting. Um, we then find that Callus uh, has fled. Uh, so the Cabal on board, uh, talking about Kalos has gone. Um, he's merged with the darkness, which Kaidal doesn't believe. She thinks it's a trick and he's still hiding aboard somewhere. Um, so we don't know what's happened to him. Um, the more we hear from Catabiases, the more he seems more panicked. He's worried about the scorn uh, and the scorn are, uh, are talking to him in his mind. They've communed with the darkness and the the locust uh, has got the crown, so he can talk to the darkness. So it's, it's all very uh, strange. And he's on about uh, killing the scorn to save the crew. And they're trying to escape, but they can't escape because the ship's falling more and more into the darkness. And that glycon is sort of between two worlds. It's all, it's all very dark and mysterious, which is kind of, it feels like that anyway, because um, one of the bits of story is... Uh, Calabiases has an argument with his ghost and ends up killing his ghost because the ghost was going to revive him. So it's very um, dark turn that we're going to go down uh, with this. But yeah, so he also mentions that he witnessed Callus talking to the darkness. So it's interesting because everybody we hear on the ship is people that are dead. We do hear Callus, but Callus has been represented by the darkness before. So is he the only person that we hear that could be alive still because it's happened before? I don't know. There's loads of story to play out. It's quite exciting. Go and play the mission, listen to it, enjoy it. It's probably the best story content-wise thing we've had for a while um, from a really intriguing, slow-building story perspective. Yeah, it's an ever-evolving mission or storyline like you said even though mm. the mission itself is pretty straightforward you pretty much do the exact same thing but you find yourself going a different route and you find a little piece 
of something, you know, like, oh, there's a data pad here, there's a dead ghost here, and you get to hear a totally different story, something that kind mm -hmm. of brings everything together. Because when you first got dropped in there, I mean, it was confusing as it is. It was a giant maze. But as you keep playing it, you start recognizing things, and you're like, oh, okay, this is where the story's going. And it doesn't seem like the story's over. It seems like the story's no. still continuing, mm -hmm. which is going to be kind of cool. Yeah, that whole underworld piece is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It does feel like... Uh... Hell is rising up. Oh, very. Can you say that's very um, Festival of the Lost? Hashtag mm. Team Monster-ish, I mean, perhaps. Dino. Huh? What? Team Dino. <laughs> Hashtag. Well, guys, uh, the TWAP has some uh, movies of the week. You guys can check them out online. They also have some artists of the week, which is kind of nice. I've actually been enjoying them feature the artists of the week. There's a, a, spe a special drawing that someone did there of a of a Cato, which is talking about her uh, freehand looks really cool. looks amazing. You guys can mm -hmm. go check those things out. Um, I like the way Bungie um, puts those things on their twabs as well. Uh, at the very end of the twab also, I believe Cosmo wrote it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he kind of gives you a preview of what they're going to be talking about next week. We did get that new strike, a revised new strike, which is awesome. I believe it's called the uh, Saber, Fallen Saber. Say yeah. yeah, and uh, a couple of our clanmates have been playing that mission. They love it. They enjoy it. They got those D1 little vibes. Um, a couple little mm -hmm. things are different, but uh, they're really enjoying it. So hopefully next week they'll talk more about that um, that, that uh, strike, which would be kind of nice. Any thoughts, any issues, any concerns about the TWAB this week, guys? No, it's quite self-explanatory, really. It was a slower, slower week in TWAB-wise. The amount of information we had last week uh, oh, yeah. doesn't feel like the Last week was it the, felt like the, we needed a break. Yeah, last week was the perfect <laughs> storm. We had a, a, a very special guest, which we want to thank again. We had uh, uh, Sarah Bear Four. Uh, Sarah was really nice. Uh, we had that uh, newsletter that Joe Blackburn dropped about the future of Destiny and the future of the uh, uh, the Witch Queen expansion. And then we had a twelve on top of that too. It was, it was a lot of information. Really want to thank you guys for listening to that episode. That was probably one of our largest or the, the <laughs> longest episode we've ever put out there. But we really, really thank you. Um, as we go towards the end of the show, we want to sh kind of shout out some announcements. This is episode 20. It's a very sp special milestone for us. This is uh, a really important date. We're actually going to be doing something special to go along with this episode. And that's going to be a raid tag along. That's what we call it, a raid tag along. Uh, a few weeks ago or previous episodes, we had a guest with us and his name was Duke is Cool. And he was kind enough to uh, let us tag along. We're going to be doing a raid together, us three, the three warlocks, and it's going to be Duke and, and his friends. And we're going to get Ness, her divinity. She's actually the only one in our, uh, our, our crew here, of the three warlocks who does not have it. So we're going to be running the Garnel Salvation. And hopefully we can get her her divinity so that way she doesn't have to depend on us to get the divinity and she does all the work and all the dps and looks like a uh, like a pro at things you know maybe she can take one for the team and maybe i want to use a double shotgun or maybe snail wants to use a double oh, shotgun for once okay. you know okay so, i see why okay i see what's happening here <laughs> so yeah we're going to be doing well, that i always use a double shotgun so i don't fall for that trap i just say i don't have it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is going to be taking place when this episode drops on Saturday morning. So this is going to be taking place Saturday afternoon. And this is where we're going to be using some, some times, time frames here. 6 p.m. Eastern. 
that is Correct. what was decided. So it's 3 p.m. Pacific, and it's whatever hell the hell time it is over there in Wales and England. I do not know. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. I do apologize for all my uh, British listeners. I do not know the metric system of time that you guys <laughs> live on. So I apologize. And that's going to be Wednesday at what time? Still? <laughs> it's March 15th. It's a week Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Oh man, no, it's fine. No, yep, Saturday, six p.m. Eastern, eleven o'clock, where Snell's at, and then mm-hmm. uh, three p.m. So we're gonna have some links posted down in our Twitter. We're gonna um, put them on on Discord, on Facebook, and and uh, also, yes, man, many many more other news. We have a, a new YouTube page that we're working on. There's gonna be a possibility in the future that we're gonna be doing some live episodes you're actually going to be able to see our faces we're going to have to put on a lot of makeup because we want to make sure we look good for you guys um we're working on that so be in the lookout for the three warlocks podcast youtube channel we also have a new logo that we want to thank a very special artist where's she at i can't see her oh there she is ness was kind of ness was kind of to make us a new logo so we have a new logo for you guys to check out let us know what you think hit us up on our twitter and with that, I'll let you guys know what the Twitter is. The Twitter for the three Warlocks is at Warlocks3. I'm your host, Vega. You can find me online, and that is Vega6417, Xbox Live. You can find me on Twitter under the handle Jesubius, and also you can find me on Instagram, and that is Triple Vega. So hit us up, guys. All right. So you can find me, Liness1, on Twitter and Xbox. Um, I also have an Instagram, Alexis V1. Um, they also run the Instagram for genuine apathy. So it's genuine underscore apathy. So hit us up, follow and like. Cool. And I'm Wooden Snail 2268. That there are lots more, but I won't go into that. because um, I'll be moaned at. I can see someone in the background winding the time down. Because uh, I'll try and extend this as far as I can. Um, you can find me on uh, YouTube with my new graphics made by Lynette One. Thank you very much, Ness. It's amazing. Um, so YouTube and uh, Twitter, Twitch are both uh, Wooden Snail. Uh, Instagram is Wooden Snail One, and uh, Twitter is Ross Heath or Warlocks Three. Perfect. Now, quick question to you guys: Have we decided where we're going to Twitch our r- raid? tag along are we going to do it in a specific channel do you guys want to do that are we going to do it in our our channels and we're all going to link them together uh it'd be interesting to um have the three of the stream and then have three perspectives yeah yeah that'd be that good. Would be cool so we'll do that that means, we'll- that means that all our followers which are all the same people um will be scattered amongst us <laughs> <laughs> yes they will yeah, that's gonna be fine perhaps, well, perhaps that- we'll just stream on one or i don't know We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yes, we're actually going to be streaming that raid tag along with Duke. Um, we're going to be giving you guys that link um, on the on the podcast on the podcast uh, uh, bio at the very end of the episode, so you guys can actually um, join us if you guys want to see Ness get her divinity. Well, we thank you guys for coming, guys. Thank you guys for joining me, uh, Ness Snail. Uh, thank you all you guys for listening again we want to thank sarah bear one last time for joining us last week we're definitely going to have to have her again in the future and with that guys stay safe be good 
And always remember, when in, when Rome. in Rome. 